Hello and welcome back to another episode of Weeb Cafe. I'm Claire, that's Chris. Man, it's been a hot second, but you know life sucks. Happened. Oh my god, did it? It did, it did. We've had a rough end to 2021. (laughs) We really did. Just, you know, out of context, the things that have happened since we took our hiatus. My foot got infected and almost was cut off. I got hit by a semi. Chris had, what, like three COVID scares? (laughs) Oh my god, so many COVID scares. I quit my job and I got a new job. Man, so much has happened. I went to Florida when I really shouldn't have. Yeah. But, you know. It's it's been rough, guys. It's been a rough go. But we're here. We're in 2022. We made it. And we're making some slight changes. We will still be covering all the weebiness. Um, but because life is busy and hard and I don't have enough hours in the day, we're going to switch to a bi-weekly schedule now. So we will hopefully be better about putting episodes out. And by better, I mean me actually editing them on time because it's 100% my fault. Nah, it's fine. You got shit to do. This isn't supposed to be a stressful thing. It's a fun thing. So we got to make sure it's fun or else what's the point? <laughs> what's the point? Yeah. Um. So what are we talking about today, Claire? Today we are covering the live action Cowboy Bebop. It's been out for a hot second, but I will have you know, I started watching it two minutes after it aired on Netflix because I was so fucking excited about everything except the one thing that I had been asking the whole time that was in no promotional videos or photos was my child Ed. I love that kid, and he was not shown in anything. Until the last episode. (laughs) Until the last episode in the fucking end credits for fucking two seconds, and we're not getting a season two, and I'm very upset about it. So, I started watching it after it dropped two, and I did not finish it, because I have not watched any TV until last week. I finally finished watching the last, like, two episodes. There you go. All right, so before we get into all of our spoily goodness, um, what is your overall non-spoily thoughts on the show, Claire? Overall, I really liked it. Overall, best live-action adaptation of an anime that I've seen ever. Damn, that's that's some praise. I digged it. They changed some stuff, but most of the stuff that they changed, I did not mind. I was about to say, yeah, there was quite a bit of, like, change and adding to the show. Um, but none of it I was mad about. Like, I think it added more to the show. And I know there's a lot of people out there that were, like, shitting on it. And, like, I understand that, like, it's not the exact replica of the anime and it wasn't going to be. But I also think everything that they added added more to the show and you kind of have to look at them both as their own thing. Like, you can't really compare them, you know? Like, you can, but, like, you can't. One of the things that I really liked was Faye's costume change. Yes. A lot of those, oh man, those men were so upset that it wasn't accurate. Because they didn't get to see the underboob. And proud. I'm sorry. Sir, is that really gonna make you not watch it? 
But you know damn well they all watched the entire show, too. Oh, yeah, and I bet they cried like pussies. Do you have any other uh, non-spoilery thoughts before we jump into things? I thought the casting was really well done. I did really like the casting as well. I love the actor they chose for Faye. I think she did an amazing job. The one thing I will say that I thought was strange is... Um, so Faye had purple hair, like she does in the anime, but Spike didn't have green hair. I was like, why? Like, I know it's not a big deal, but still. They they didn't want to lose the floofiness, I guess. Give him some fucking Deku-looking-ass hair. I've seen some great Deku wigs. Everybody uses a Deku wig for Spike when they cosplay. That's fucking funny. That's just me being petty, though. <laughs> That's, you know what, that's fine. All right, we're gonna start just like we did the anime. We're gonna now slip into our spoilery section. We're gonna start with episode one. The first thing that I wrote is, in all caps, Spike, holy shit, daddy, with five lies. That was that was the first one. Um, the first thing that I wrote <laughs> was, the backgrounds look so fake dated. But, like, it works well, so... Um, and I know one of the biggest complaints with the show is that it was really campy. And it was. But I think that's also kind of what adds to it. There's no way you can make a anime adaptation, a show like this, and not make it campy. Like, it was going to be campy regardless. But it works. It works with the storyline. And I liked, I liked it. I don't know why everybody was bitching about it being so campy. It didn't take itself too seriously. Like, Death Note. Like, it was just like... It knows that it's not the anime, but it doesn't uh-huh. try to be. Exactly. Like, they were paying homage to the original anime that they knew they were making a new variation of, but without trying to be completely the same and still, like, make their own decisions, which I think worked in the benefit. Like, I really like that we got to see more of Jet like his personal life like in the show they had him he's divorced and he has a kid and I think that really added a lot to his um character and personally the whole episode with him trying to get the fucking doll like you're telling there are so many dads that would go to the ends of their earth to get his daughter that doll I really like that I think it added a lot to his character and then seeing and hearing like why him and his wife got divorced um and that his partner kind of fucked him over i do wish we had gotten a little more of like his background that we get in the anime how he was like betrayed and all that and we kind of get a little bit of it but they wanted to focus more on him like as a person than as his former career which i feel is what they like pushed on in the anime oh right yeah yeah yeah. because i was like I was I was thinking, I was like, yeah, yeah, they did bring it in, but they didn't really focus on it that much. They just had that one scene. That one scene. And I was kind of like, oh, yeah, that did happen. How is that playing? Just gonna move right on from that. Oh, you were betrayed and you went to jail for all those years. Yeah, we're just gonna move on. We gotta we got move on. Also, Jed and Spike don't like each other in the first couple of, like, a lot. Like, through the majority of the show... They talk like they do not like each other at all. And that was the one thing I was just like, why? They're so mean to each other. Personally, 
<laughs> I liked it. Like, I literally wrote a note that said, God, I love Jet and Spike's dynamic. And I don't think it was so much like they hate each other. It reminds me a lot of, like, a sibling relationship. Where you have your good times and you have the bad and you're, like, at each other's throats, but you still love each other and you call each other a dumbass. Like, I don't know. It also felt very real. Because, like, they've been working together for a while at this point. But, like, they still don't really know each other. And so I think that's why they kind of act like that. Because they're cohabitating without really knowing each other. Whereas in the anime... Like, we don't really get to see much of before we join in the show. We just know that they've been traveling and doing bounties together. And I think with the live action, it gave you, like, they're living together and they're working together out of convenience because they both needed somebody else. But they don't really, like, know each other. But they kind of get that as time goes along and they kind of learn more about each other. And get, like, closer and actually try to be friends. I don't know. I really liked it. But I also like the, like, being a douchebag. Because that's just... It's shitty, but that's how I am to my friends, too. That's fucking Not- facts. <laughs> Maybe that's why I love Spike. You know what? Accurate. But also, yeah, you're right. That they don't really know each other. Because in... I can't remember if this was true in the in the anime or not, but Jet does not know that Spike was in the syndicate. Jet does not know in the anime either until the very end, like in the show, because one of the big things that is kind of an overarching factor in both the anime and the live action is that Jet hates the syndicate, which valid, everybody hates the syndicate. Fuck the syndicate. Me, my homies, hate the syndicate. Fuck the syndicate. Since Jet hates the syndicate, Spike, and Spike truly, I think, does care for Jet even before they, like, really do become, like, really good friends. Um, He, Spike, doesn't want to lose that friendship or that this person in his life because he knows. It's, like, one of those things where it's, like, I mean, we've been together so long and he does know me and, like, we do get along and, like, all this stuff, but this may be the one thing that just, like, crosses the line and it's, like, no. Accurate. And Ein, the dog. Cute-ass dog. That's a cute dog. Whoever's corgi that was, damn, I really hope your dog's name was Ein. I love that dog. If I ever got a corgi, I would have to name it Ein. It's a requirement. All corgis are named Ein. Oh my god, it's an Ein. Ein, you have an Ein dog. A what? It's an Ein dog. Are you stupid? No! Have you not seen Cowboy Bebop? Have you not seen Cowboy Do you have an hour and a half to two and a half hours to watch Cowboy Bebop? You're gonna need more than that. But just, like, Ein highlights. Oh, an Ein highlight, yes. I wish he was more in the show because he just kind of pops in and out, which I get because, like, it's a live action, so they're using, like, an actual dog. But I like how he just kind of pops up out of convenience sometimes. And then I really thought when, um... Jet drops him off at his daughter's house that I was like, this is going to be the end of it. That's all we get of Ayn. And I was going to be so mad. I was like, yes, he gets a good life, but damn. And then they end up keeping the dog anyways. And I was like, we love him. But I mean, his daughter fell in love with Ayn instantly. Same. Same. And then he was like, damn it. Now I can't get rid of the dog. Like, like, fuck. Okay. I know this is kind of like skipping to the end, but since we're on the topic, 
his daughter. Like, this man loves his daughter so much, he will do anything for her. And at the very end, after she's kidnapped and she is reunited with her mom and her stepdad, and she called him daddy, my heart was crushed. And you saw Jet's face just, like, crumple within itself. God. Like, uh, it physically hurt to watch that because he did everything he could. And no matter what he does, it's, like, one, not good enough for his ex, but two, like, you can't help but think how his daughter might have been slightly brainwashed by her stepdad because he's a douche and all the shit he did and is mostly the reason why Jet went to prison. But that fucking hurt. Like, they, that, that was an intentional blow that they put in the show. And I was like, ouch. Well, at that moment, you know what I was thinking of? So I don't know how many fans of how I met your mother are out there. But there's an episode where Marshall has to drive across country with this girl who's trying to get to New York to see her daughter perform at the child UN thing for her school. Mm -hmm. And she says that like, oh, her father, like she loves her father more than me, but I work to support them. And the her daughter just doesn't understand. And so what the mom says to Marshall is that, Kids don't care who puts in the work. They care who's there. And the thing is, is that Jet works so hard to keep her safe and does so much to provide for her. But she just doesn't understand it. She just knows who's there. And her stepfather is there. And it's so shitty. It's just the, the way of life. Also, Faye, favorite character. So snarky. So awesome. She wasn't as, she was like the right amount of bitchy. And the perfect amount of lovable. I will say, I mean, I did like Faye in the anime, but like, definitely they took a different approach with her character for the live action. And I loved it. She was, well, one, she's super hot, but like, she nailed that role. She was definitely, like you said, like super snarky, but like without crossing the line. And she still had her like sentimental moments. Um, also, we got a gay scene and we were all like, I was so ready to be just like taken away. I was so ready. I was like, oh, they're just going to tease it and then nothing's going to happen. Full on, full gay. Full gay, naked gay shit scene. With a hot mechanic. Like, damn, gay. God. They really took it diversely with this cast, like, not only in race. But, like, also giving us the little gay scene between her and the mechanic. And then also, um, Ed's actor is actually non-binary who played the role. So I thought that was really cool because Ed also doesn't really identify with a gender in the anime. Um, I do have some thoughts on the Ed performance that you might hate me for, and I am so sorry. I also have some thoughts on the Ed performance that I hated for myself. Okay, okay. But uh, let's talk for a second about Julia, because I hated Julia in the anime. I thought she was nothing and a dumb motivator for Spike. I mean, that was her only mission for the like anime is she was just there because she was the catalyst for him leaving. Then she disappears and then, you know, she dies at the end. Um, so that was her main role for the show is just to be like 
a mo a motivator. Um, without, but again, we didn't really get to know her or anything. We just kind of saw her here and there, and then she's dead. So you know. Yeah. But in the live action, man, she gets a backstory. She has a job. I didn't hate her until the end. <laughs> I did like seeing her backstory. I also loved the whole like club setting and how we kind of get to see how they were all like interconnected, like her, Vicious, and Spike. I will say... um. I liked that we got to see more of the dynamic. I was very confused for most of the show on how they were going to play onto Julia and Spike's relationship because we knew Julia was with Vicious and I thought maybe it was going to be something similar to the ultimatum where um, she was supposed to kill him at the graveyard in the anime. And then it just took so long till we finally understood why and... I don't know. I was just kind of felt like that whole, like, when they were dropping that backstory line about them finally, like, fucking, and then suddenly they were, like, doing it behind Vicious's back, I felt like it was kind of rushed. Like, they didn't kind of lead up to it. Like, it was just, like, she he was watching her, and then they got drunk, and then they fucked, and then now they're making an ultimatum where he's like, run away with me, we can leave the syndicate. Well, they really focused more on Spike and Vicious's, Vicious's relationship, which yes. I liked. Vicious, terrifying motherfucker. The actor who played him, I am terrified of that man. He's very talented. But, like, like you know, like, the actress who plays Dolores Unbridge, like, how she's terrifying? Well, like, she's a great actress, but I hate her. Same, yeah. same feeling. So, I like that they focused more on Vicious and Spike's relationship, and so we kind of got to see how they used to be to where they are. I will say, <laughs> the minute fucking Vicious stepped on screen, I was like, who is this Snape-looking ass? And there were some points that I liked with him, but also they really really played on him being a spoiled brat and I hated that uh I don't I didn't like Vicious in the anime and I don't feel like their portrayal that they did because they did try to take a different like direction with it and I don't necessarily like it because it wasn't so much like he's just a really evil dude like it was just him being a spoiled brat and trying to underlie like his father the entire time like i don't know and i'm like you're like late 20s early 30s why are you acting like that like i don't know it didn't sit well with me but i also don't like people like that so he's a he's a definite psychopath sociopath he has like a like a like a monologue somewhere where he just talks about all the how deranged she is and how his view on the world is so like we have to do this like don't you understand we're supposed to rule over everyone and kill people you can't save everyone the people who wronged you don't deserve to be interrogated they deserve to be dead and i'm just sitting there like jesus fucking christ my guy like, you need to go some therapy or something. Do I need to pass you my counselor's number? You need help, dog? See, we need to put Vicious 
and like Aaron in a therapist room. <laughs> and then they can just kind of talk with each other. And and then Aaron will be like, Jesus fucking Christ. Because like Vicious, I would think, is kind of like a more extreme version of Aaron. Like hella more extreme. But I think in some parts, I... don't, I feel like people are going to get mad at me. I feel like in some parts, their ideology is somewhat similar. So, I, I see where you're coming from, and I'm not disagreeing. I feel like Vicious is what Aaron could have turned into if he didn't have the support system he did. Because even though he does kind of have that mindset for the first couple seasons that I want to kill all the Titans, they need to die, like, you also have Mikasa and Armin and Sasha and Kadi and all of them also being like, hey, like, you need to step back, like, don't forget, like, we get you have this mission, but, like, you're also a person and you have to have your own life, like, and solely focusing on this is gonna essentially make you lose it. And you're going to do something stupid, which, I mean, he already does so much stupid shit. But so, he's going to be more impulsive and end up killing himself. So, like, I see where you're coming from, and you're not wrong. But I think that's, he would have been more like that had he not had the, like, built-in support system that he, like, gets throughout the seasons. Yeah. I just want to take a brief moment to talk about my favorite quote in this live action, which was said by Jet. Of course. And it's in episode six where Spike, this motherfucker, got hooked up to like a memory, like AI realization Mm -hmm. and he got stuck in this loop. And so Jet had to go and save him. So he goes in there and they find out that they need to stop the mainframe at his source. And so Jet's screaming at the doctor to be like, where's the mainframe? Is what Jet says. The scientist says, Earth! And Jet goes, fucking Earth! earth and then runs off and just the way that he says it is just it's like you know how when that one episode of attack on titan came off and everyone was like aaron yeager whenever something some bullshit happened be like aaron yeager that's what fucking earth is to me like right now like something goes wrong and it'll be like man i can't find anything oh i put it in my car fucking earth (laughs) i left my credit card over at my parents house fucking earth i forgot to go pick up my mail while i was downstairs and now i have to put on shoes again to go downstairs fucking earth that's how i feel oh yeah i put vicious has major daddy issues Oh, a hundred percent, bruh. The I wanna say the angle that they kind of took with Julia, like especially at the end, like I liked like we were saying that we get to see her as a character and we get to learn more about her backstory and we actually get to know her as more than just like a plot point in the anime. Like we actually get to know her as a character. Um, I will say I did not like um the angle they tried to take at the end with her where now she wanted to lead the syndicate and using vicious as a puppet because her whole thing was she didn't want to be part of the syndicate and especially after there was the one episode where the elders were telling vicious to kill her and he pulled the trigger 
And that that was the moment you could tell she was like, I'm done. I don't want any part of this now. Like, you promised you would protect me, and now you can't protect me. And then he goes in and kills all the elders. And then instead, she still wants to run the syndicate with him as a puppet. I'm like, but that goes against everything that we saw throughout the show where she would just want it to end. Yeah. See, that's why I was, like, kind of excited. I mean, like, I thought it was... I was so shocked. I did not think... And then she does the whole thing with with Spike and, like, just kind of, like, just not... It was so weird. I just remember my mouth was, like, hanging open. I was like, what? I'm so confused. Like, and it was just, like, I mean, gatekeep girl boss, but, you know. Oh, and hella gaslight. Oh, hella gaslight. I mean... Had it been renewed for a second season, I still would have watched because I would have wanted to be interested to see how it goes. And I know, what, the first season was only 10 episodes. So they were trying to plant seeds that they could expand on in the following season, which we'll never get. But moving on to that, so what is it? It's like the last, like, 10 minutes. We get fucking Ed. I'm so, because Spike is, like, on the on the ground, unconscious. He's having a bender. Yeah. He was it, it, it been it's been rough, okay? It was a well-deserved bender. I'm not saying it wasn't, but he's on a bender. And then also, oh yeah, so Ed in here in this um in this live action is called Radical Ed and it's how the how the uh the Bebop gets a lot of their bounties and like tidbits and stuff. Which is why I was nervous that we were never going to see them because they only talked about, oh, we got this tip from Radical Ed. Oh, we got this tip. And then at the very end, you see Ed and he wakes up Spike and he's like, hey, yo, are you Spike? I got a job, I think, maybe. I don't know. I was too distracted by their outfit and hair. How everyone looks very realistic. Like Faye, very realistic. Spike, Without his green hair, like, the only thing, they look very hyper-realistic. The Ed looks like a cosplayer who just wandered on the set in just cosplay. The hair didn't look like hair. It looked like a wig. It, they put, like, a nice, like, not spin, or, you know what, yeah, they put a nice spin on everyone's costumes, so that it looked more realistic and not very kind of anime-tid. Because, you know, like, cosplay outfits that you get off Amazon, it looked like a cosplay outfit that the people got off Amazon and just put on that actor and said, go, go get your line. Oh, wait, let's put you in this wig that looks like it costs twenty dollars i had to relook up a picture of what they looked like just now because i i had wiped that from my memory um <laughs> yeah the whatever they did uh they didn't need to do um it would be one thing if they had taken the other characters and made them look more like the anime version like spike's hair isn't like as far out as it is in the anime they just kind of swoop it back like and it still looks good so there are ways that they could have easily done this without the teasing and the weirdness of 
the Amazon quality wig. I don't even think that's a wig. I think that's their actual hair. What did they do to it? They like crimped it or something. And it's just the goggles just looked like they put like the green screen thing over the goggles and everything looks so gritty and realistic. And it's just it they, they look like a cosplayer just walked onto set. They do. And I will say, because I know Ed is very eccentric in the anime, and I see what the actor was trying to do in emulating that, but I don't think it translated well to live action. Like, there were ways that they probably could have done it that it would have translated better without being spastic. Yeah. It was just everyone was, again, just hyper-realistic, and then Ed was just animated Ed. It didn't, it didn't like, everyone kind of grew for the live action, but Ed didn't. And I don't know if it's, I think it was the writing and just, I don't know, translation. I think it also comes from... Personally, to me, the actor looks too old to be playing Ed. Ed is like a preteen. And the thing is with particularly like children, because it's something I learned in like my writing class, is they have like different vocabularies and different things. And I think maybe it might have been better if they had used a younger actor and it would have translated well being like, so energetic, whereas they have somebody older trying to pretend they're younger and it doesn't always translate well. Yeah, we don't know anything about the actor. The actor is Eden Perkins. They're new. Yeah, so Ed is supposed to be 13, but we don't know Eden Perkins' age. They're not... Like, this is their first acting role, so we don't, there's not an IMDb page about them yet. That could also play into it if this is their first, like, big role. You know, maybe they haven't really felt out the scene. And I I wonder if we had gotten a second season, we would have become more accustomed to them as Ed, and they would have become more comfortable in the role. Um, But that's, like, one thing we'll never know. I'm upset. I thought it, I think that they had a lot of material where they could have had a very successful season two. I wanted to know what Julia does with the syndicate. I wanted to know like what I'm, I want to see the gang get back together. One of the things that I hated, that I hated about the anime was that they all leave at the end. They don't, they go their separate ways. Ed leaves. Spike is dead? Question mark? (laughs) And then Jed and Faye, like, they, they, it's hinted that they stay together. But, like, it's not, I just, I, they introduce found family, and then they break it up. And I hate it when they do that. Faye leaves, too, because she goes to chase her past. Stupid. I will say that's one thing I was kind of hoping we would see more of in the live action is more of Faye's background. Um, which... She had the videotape, so we know they were going to explore that in the following season. Um, I will say I loved her tracking down people to 
find out what happened to her belongings and like her memories badass and I was like I love this woman so much like I want to cosplay Faye so much and I will definitely be doing the live action because I will feel far more comfortable in that outfit oh yeah also I still cried I sent a video to Chris where I cried still 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 sensitive I'm still a cancer you know as Chris so wonderfully pointed out as one of my red flags it's okay. I had two people submit your Virgo to mine, so... You know, we're toxic. It's fine. It's fine. That's why... Alright, I have one tiny rant. Because while I was doing some social media stalking on how other people felt about the live action, which is when I figured out that not a lot of people liked it, I thought overall, again, I really liked it. I enjoyed it. Um... But I saw a good amount of people. I, maybe they're simps. You know, maybe they're just simps for Vicious. But I saw a, a lot of, at least Vicious cares about, obviously cares about Julia in this one. And I just want to say, bullshit. Bullshit. You don't abuse someone you care about. He does not love her. He keeps her because she's a trophy to be shown off to Spike, to his enemies, to everyone. To the people at the bar who fall in love with her because she sings good for her. But he doesn't care about her. At all. Abusers cannot love. They do not feel it. Inaccurate. Bullshit. Say that to my face. I will punch you. I was about to say this is not, I love her and I'm a loving and supportive partner. This is, like you said, she's a trophy. He won her from Spike. He got her in the end. It's to show off to everybody, but most importantly, she's a trophy to himself to say, I won. I am the best this time. But also, it's not so much like, I love you, like, as a partner. I think, because he also has mommy issues because his mom killed herself and his dad made him watch. This also comes from Julia. I think he did love her in the beginning before he went completely off the rails even more than he already was. It was more of, oh, here's somebody who actually like shows interest in me and it cares for me. And suddenly it was more of a weird, like he got the affection that he didn't get from either of his parents. And so he was getting attention and affection from Julia. And I think there's a weird line crossed there where his mommy and daddy issues got involved with his feelings. And he, nobody else could have her because she was his. Because if she leaves, he doesn't have anybody who cares or shows him affection. Right. Yeah, no, definitely. He did not care about her. No. He was willing to kill her to make his dad proud of him. And then he found her and tried to kill Spike, like, knowing that she would be far more happy with Spike. Like, it was a whole thing. He did not love her. No. So, don't be out here saying it. If anyone there says it to you, tell them that they're wrong. Tell them to go listen to We Cafe Podcast Episode 19. Specifically. Yeah, um, I do 
I I was sad when I found out that they didn't get renewed for a second season because I kind of wanted to see how they were going to incorporate the rest of the anime because the anime is 26 episodes. And we covered quite a bit within there, but they also left other, like, hints onto what they could cover in later seasons and, like, delve more into. Like, I wish we could get more face background. Like, that was really emotional in the anime when she's trying to watch this tape and then where it was filmed and find out more about herself. And then, like, there's still more that they could play on with Jet um, in his whole family dynamic. And then we have Ed. We didn't even get anything about Ed. And now the the plot line of Julia trying to take over the syndicate. Um, there was just so much more that they could have explored that they didn't get a chance to. And it makes me sad. And again, that comes from the, like, original OG fans, like, gatekeeping. Um where it was like, oh, well, it's not the same, which it's not going to be the same. Because if it's the same, then what's the point? What's the point? At Disney like, with all their live action, just copy and pasted remakes. That's not what makes it fun. It needs to be something new. I don't okay. want to watch Cinderella the same thing all the time. Maleficent, they did do different for both of the movies. Yes. They did good. Yeah, because it's, it's boring if it's the same copy and paste. At that point, you could just go back and rewatch the anime. Exactly. So there was always going to be changes, and it's just people trying to gatekeep and, like, keep everything. I'm sad that we don't get a second season. I honestly really enjoyed the live action. So I'm sad that we don't get to see more. The one last thing that I want to say is that Yoko Kano is the woman who composed the original anime Cowboy Bebop um, music, and she came back to do the live action, and she fucking slapped. I loved it. It was great. Like, can we just take a moment? I typically will skip through intros if I've already watched it once. I never once skipped through Cowboy Bebop in the anime or the live action. I always watched it all the way through because it's a bop. And I honestly loved that they basically recreated the intro from the anime for the live action. I was like, this is beautiful. I love it. Loved it. Wish there was Ed. I wish Ed was in it. It would have been better with Ed, but I liked that that Ayn was in it. You know what? Ayn was in the OP. That is okay. I mean, it had its downfalls. Everything has its downfalls, but... I'm sad we don't get a second season, and I feel so sad, too, because we've had so many shitty live-action versions of animes, which this is the only one I've actually watched. Like, I didn't watch Death Note, and I didn't watch Avatar, so I'm sad that we finally got one that was pretty decent, honestly, and it was still shit on so bad that they didn't give it a chance to prove itself. Like, it's, it's the first season. It's... It's, like, following in the footsteps of so many failed projects. So they already stepped it up for where they were, and now they don't get a chance to, like, even further, like, redeem live actions because everybody shot it down. I think there needs to be... I think people need to just... The the one thing that that I heard people saying is that they don't support... Um, 
like live action remakes of animated um projects because it'll take away the culture of animated movies and tv shows and stuff like that which i understand but it's not a replacement cowboy bebop live action is not a replacement to the anime it's an elevated different medium kind of like how you know how movies and books even like like uh get turned into novels sometimes like they have like a novel version like your name your name and weathering with you and silent voice all have novels that are the story but in book form and that's not a replacement of the medium it's just a different medium and it's a way to elevate it it's for people's preference and for more entertainment i would love the your name novel i will buy it and i will read it and i will cry again but it doesn't it's not again i think you were right it's just people gatekeep because they think it's gonna be a replacement but it's not it's not to replace it they're not saying oh this is better than the original this is like more it's it's just an elevated and it's a different version and it should be taken at more of a more of a respect level whereas i feel like death note was not respectable because they just use a whole bunch of pale ass like white kids for a japanese like anime which i like that was stupid same with avatar whitewash is dumb but with this with this they really took the time they had it very inclusive with gender and sexuality and race they put time they got people from the original anime to work on it so like you if you're upset about it that's fine but i think that you need to think deeper about why you didn't like it is it is it because i'm gonna immediately hate anything that's not the original anime or was there actually like a decent critique that you have of it it's my two cents very beautifully put very beautifully put i think the other thing too is so what cowboy bebop came out in the 80s right yeah or 90s 80s or 90s somewhere in there this is also a way to introduce it to a new generation because I've always heard about Cowboy Bebop. I knew it was a thing, and I did not watch it until we watched it when we reviewed it. I found that just kind of was like, okay, you need to watch it. Um, and I loved it. Like, it is definitely in my top ten animes. I absolutely loved it. And seeing as it came out so long ago, with live action, it gave a way to introduce the storyline to a new generation that doesn't watch anime or older shows and either they enjoyed it because it was live action kind of like the dramas that they watch on tv now um but also it can plant that seed like oh i really like this and i know it's based off of something else and they'll go back and watch the anime like books do that if you watch the movie and it's based on a book and then i'm like oh shit i want to go read the book because i know there's stuff they leave out from the book so I think it was also another way to get more people interested in it and go back and watch the original material 
and then come back and you can rewatch live action. I really liked it. I'm really sad that so many people were shitting on it. It was good. Spike was hot. It was gay. Gay. Do you understand? Like, I don't know if people really understand how rare it is to get, like, canonically gay characters in Japanese media. It's freaking hard, okay? Do you know how long and how many people really hate Yuri on Ice? Do you know how much that creator had to work to make that happen? And you'll shoot it down when your face and gay when you see and spank ever a fuck off. I will say, with that, like, being gay, like, also in media, we get a lot of queer baiting, especially, like, in anime, without actually getting it, or you just kind of see it in passing, but being able to see something that came from that and having it be more relevant and current with the times and how so society is right now. Like, it was nice being able to see that and having that, like, affirmed, like, no, this is actually what happened. Like, we saw them laying naked. It was nice. It was refreshing. Like, they they took the original material and, like you said, they elevated it and made it more relatable to current times. Like, a lot of people come from a split household. So watching... Jet and his ex fight and have their issues and then his daughter and like I don't know like I think they did a good job trying to make it more relatable to what things are like today I think they did a wonderful job I love the music I love the costumes except for Ed thought it was kind of lazy um wish there was more Ed I always wish there was more Ed I We've said it so many times, but I'm going to say it again. I'm upset that there's not going to be a season two. But I think that this is worth watching. If you are kind of on the fence about it, I hope that you'll watch it because it's actually really good. Go, if you're going to watch it, go into watching it as its own form of media with callbacks and appreciation to the original media you can't go in expecting it to be the exact same as the anime it is its own form appreciate it like uh, so now that we're winding down from this review which i think was far more productive than i thought it was going to be we actually had thoughts and critiques what is this um how many would you give this show out of 10 out of 10 honestly 9.4 eins which end is the back end or the front end for the point four? honestly probably back end you want dog booty dog booty yeah <laughs> but they're so tail you see them waddle winter and you see their ears kind of flap well you wouldn't see the ears because it's his butt yeah, but you could see it. Have you watched Corgis Running in Snow? Oh, Yeah, adorable. I love it. I would give it a solid 8. Because, like, I really enjoyed it. I did have issues. Um, it is a first season. They had some new talent. It definitely could have got up had they gotten a season 2 and been able to explore more of what they planned for the first season. 
Um, but thoroughly, I really enjoyed it. And I am sad that we're not getting a season two. And I am sad that a lot of people hated it. I don't think, I think people hated it. They went in hating it. I don't think they gave it an honest try. Because uh-huh. if you went in, again, with the mindset that it wasn't the anime, like, they would have enjoyed it a lot more. But I think it was their own prejudice by already not liking it. Um, moral of the story, watch the live action and give it a chance. Please, for the love of God. Um, anyways, I think that is about it, unless you have any other final thoughts you would like to... Cool. So that's going to be it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in once again. We will hopefully be back on an actual schedule with a bi-weekly episode. If not, please bully me on Twitter at the Weeb Cafe podcast on Twitter. Um, I need it. <laughs> um, we don't know what we're talking about next week, but we'll figure something out. And then also, don't forget um, to rate us on Apple Podcast to help other people find our podcast. We appreciate everybody who is still stuck around. Um, I know I listen to a lot of podcasts and um, specifically how not to summon a podcast. Those boys are fucking hilarious. I love them. Um, they did their year wrap up episode and I know they mentioned us. Um, and I just want them to know that I, we still listen to you and we love you and we're coming back. Hopefully. <laughs> not hopefully we will. I will make us come back. Um, But again, thank you to everybody who's still here and decided to tune back in for an episode after like six months. Thank you. And also, catch you you later. Attack on Titan just came back, by the way. So we'll be... (sighs) We have not watched it yet, but the first episode dropped yesterday. So Uh have we watched it? No. Will we? Yes. Yeah. I don't want to. I'm just... I will. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) All right, we will catch you guys next week, or in two weeks. Bye!